Identify yourself. What is your type and model? Now, now, Maximilian, calm down. Don't pick on small people. Such a nice little robot. He's- Welcome to Geek Fights. I am Damon Shaw, and with me is nobody. Uh, right now, I am walking around, I don't know, two hours before anybody's allowed on the show floor. Uh, seeing the setup, look at, getting the lay of the land, looking at where all the artists on the artist alley will be, uh, all the dealers. It's quite fun. Um... It, it it's smaller than I expected, but bigger than I expected at the same time. Artist Alley is kind of huge, and for those of you that have never been to a comic book convention, um, there's an area, usually at the back in a corner, where all the uh, comedi- all the comic book artists and writers who technically aren't big names, but some of them are, are at the back, and they they sit back there and they they draw things and hang out and hey blah blah blah. Uh, we're going to be talking to a few people there. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking to Jamal Eigel. Uh He's done art on uh, for DC Comics for quite a while. A few other people. It's going to be quite awesome. Yeah, I'm actually at his table right now. But he is not here because it's way too damn early and we were up late drinking. But I'm going to try and get quite a few people on. Uh, hopefully we can do a huge Robots vs. Aliens It'll be lots of fun, and uh, you probably... Well, actually, I don't know what episode that we're going to put this in, but it's going to be lots of fun. Uh, uh, that's all I have for now. Thanks. Bye. All right, right now I am here with uh, Big Red. Hi. Uh, Steve. Howdy. And... Chris, how's it going? And Chris. And we're going to do our, our first fight of the day. That is Alien from the movie Aliens. Versus Megatron. Uh, it doesn't have to be a physical fight. Like everybody knows, it's, it's geek logic, whatever you want to use, whatever you like better. So, Big Red, what's your vote? Where do you go? Megatron. Go on Megatron, why Megatron? Sheer size versus alien. <laughs> Sheer size, so a point for Megatron. I'm going to have to go with the alien myself. Alright, <laughs> why, why the alien there, Steve? Uh, one, because Geiger was the original, and uh, two, they just look cooler. All right. It's all tied up and coming down to you, Chris. Who gets the win? Now, he brought up a really good point because we, we go back and remember that Geiger did create the alien, and this guy was really, can I swear? Yeah. He was really fucked up. I mean, he made the face huggers to rape people in the face. Okay, just realize that about him. And, I mean, Megatron was made to, you know, sell toys. But what are we going to do? I'm going to go with Megatron. You go with Megatron? Megatron takes the first point of the day. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, here we go. Next fight. It is E.T. versus Mechagodzilla. And we're going to be starting with Paul Story from, well, around. No, I don't like you. But we're going to start with Paul. Paul, who wins? Well, I really think that there's no question that E.T. would win. uh, Because Mechagodzilla... I uh, would never be able to stand up to the light finger of love 
All right, the Lightfinger Love ET gets a vote. Um, I think I'm going to go with Mechagodzilla. Carry it over from the last episode that had Mechagodzilla, which is, it is a robotic Godzilla, and that's even more badass than just regular Godzilla. So I'm going to go with Mechagodzilla. It is all tied up. And coming down to... Russell Lissau here, and I'm going to have to say Mechagodzilla. Not because Mechagodzilla is so strong, but because E.T. is such a pansy. Give the guy one beer and he falls over. That's not much of a fight. <laughs> and Mechagodzilla, robots get a point. Uh, Russell, uh, what do you do here? Well, I'm a writer. Thank you for asking. A uh, writer of uh, Reading with Pictures, a contributor to Reading with Pictures, the fabulous anthology that's trying to get comics into schools and schools into comics. As well as the Batman Strikes, Omega Comics Presents, The 29, and coming this summer, Strawberry Shortcake. Ooh, Strawberry Shortcake. I love her. Michael can call her a... <coughs> well, <laughs> anyway, thank you. That was awesome, dude. There we go. I'm here with uh, Mr. Ian McNeese, and uh, we're going to be doing a, a quick little fight. We're doing Predator versus the gunslinger from Westwood, Ian. Hi, my name is Ian McNeese. I was Winston Churchill in the recent episode of Victory of the Daleks, uh, Doctor Who show. And my choice is going to be the alien, the predator, because I like that spooky character. Thank you very much. Commander is. Yeah. Do, do you remember yeah. the Marshal Commander? Oh, no. no. Have you seen Mars Attacks? Yeah, with the country music. Yeah, it's the, the one that wore the big purple cape. Yeah, well, they die at the end because of the yeah. country music. They stuff. died at the end because of country music. Yeah, it's it pretty awesome. Well, like in the comic scripts, they were pretty badass. All right, you can go with that, too. All right, all right. What's your name? Matt. You're Matt? Yep. And you're? Uh, Joven. Joven, all right. Uh, I'm here with Matt and Joven, and we are doing another fight. Uh, it is going to be... Oh, what did I say it was? Oh, it's Martian Commander from uh, Mars Attacks versus Bender from Futurama. And uh, I'm going to start because we got we got to do three. Um, I'm going to go with Bender because, well, number one, he's Bender and he's fucking awesome. Number two, he likes drinking. I like drinking. Everybody likes drinking. I don't like to smoke it so much, but his fart saved the world, so I like him for that. Uh, Matt. I'm going to go with Bender. Because uh, he's from the future and Mars Attacks is current time, and they probably discovered on how to destroy that race a long time ago. All right, another vote for Bender. I'm gonna go for uh, Martian Commander. Well, uh, just because Tim Burton messed up the movie doesn't mean that they're all pussies. Uh, pretty much in the back in magazines coming out of the bubblegum, they would steal women. They would pretty much do everything Bender would do, but in a more sinister way. And uh, they pretty much sent ants to like destroy the planet. So that's pretty cool. Giant ants. But it also there was a dragon. Uh, the dragon also came out in their comic book. They teamed up a bit and kicked some more ass. So, but uh, robots get a point. Bender wins. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> All right, uh, I am at the Warp Nine booth. That is four thirty-seven. Of course, I guess that really doesn't matter, seeing as you're not going to hear this for three weeks. With Mr. Lauren Becker, the man, the myth, the legend, and we've got another fight lined up. It is R2-D2 versus Chewbacca. Lauren, who you got? Oh, I got R2-D2 on this one. He is a badass. Chewbacca ain't nothing. Uh, 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 how does this fight go down? 
fight goes down like this. Chewbacca just comes up to R2-TG. He's like, ah! And R2's like, I'm not having it. Zap. Down for the count. Down for the count. Robots taking another point. Depending on how Mike cuts this together, robots are kicking a shit ton of ass. Aliens need to make up some ground. I am here with Wade Wilson and the Hood, and we are on, and we're on to our next fight. Uh, it is going to be the Silver Surfer versus a T-1000. Wade Wilson, where's your vote lie? Well, obviously, it's going to be the Silver Surfer. He's too awesome to lose. That weak T-1000 can't even hold up against his middle finger. <laughs> All right, a vote for Silver Surfer, the Hood. The T-1000, what, what is that? Is that some sort of uh, anime or something? Uh, Silver Surfer. A vote for Silver Surfer. And, uh, yeah, it's a clean sweep. I'm going Silver Surfer because Terminator 2 sucked! Yeah, he did. All right. I am back with Zach Wiener and James Ashby. We've got our next fight going. It is Ming the Merciless versus Evil Bill and Ted. Zach? Uh, Ming the Merciless because, uh... I don't know. Evil Bill and Ted don't have any actual powers. That is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Evil Bill and Ted. One, time travel. Checkmate. Oh. Two, friends with death. Double checkmate. And three, friends with a space alien super scientist. Triple checkmate, sir. Um, you would be wrong, though. <laughs> Evil Bill and Ted were not friends with the super scientist. Oh, oh, they no. were not friends with death. <laughs> they were kind of dicks. So... <laughs> I'm probably going to go with Ming the Merciless because he's quite badass yeah. in, in, what, over the last almost hundred years now. So yeah. mustache, too. Mustache. Yeah. And he's got a hot daughter. They still time travel. They did. Evil Bill and Ted time travel. Yeah. And they were it. robots. And they were robots, but. Time traveling robots destroy everything. Ming the Merciless wins. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Fights. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, uh, who's joining us tonight? We've got Kathy Lambert. No, no, no. We've got a shit ton of people. This... I was going to say all Well, uh, Kathy isn't in the episode yet. This is a different episode. This is Robots versus Aliens. We've got a shit ton of people for this episode. We've got a plethora. You're not in the episode yet. Um, I am absolutely wasted. I'm recording this right now. This makes absolutely no sense to record it now, but I'm wasted. I'm going to record part of the show. Uh, Paul Story's in the show. Um, we, we've got quite a few people. It's going to be great. Uh, check it out. Well, uh, you're obviously already checking it out because you're listening right now. But that doesn't... What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Sorry, listeners. You have no idea what that was. Just a motion of the hand going down. Mike is with me. Uh, Mike does a couple fights. I do a couple fights. We are at C2E2. And this, obviously, is the intro. And I don't know why I did it at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago, drunk as fuck. But this will be great. This is fucking already great. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hello. And we're back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mike's going to cut that out or he's going to leave it in. I don't know. I'm still drunk from yesterday. Uh, it's one in the afternoon, which is a problem. Uh, we're here with uh, Deva Sophia. It's going to be awesome. Ooh, we almost got locked out there. It's okay. It's okay. What? 
<laughs> I was going to use a clever pseudonym. But you want to use a clever pseudonym? I think it's a little too late. No, it's not. <laughs> Editing, we can do anything. Well, now I, I make myself sound good. Really? Yeah, yeah all the time. I cut out all the stupid things I say. <laughs> Nobody else, just me. Yeah. It's yours. You leave everyone else. Yeah. It's got to make you look good. Wow. Well, I'm still recording this. It's all going to make it in the episode. But our next fight is Darmok from the TNG episode, Darmok versus Wally. Do you remember who Darmok is? No idea what you're talking about. Shaka when the walls fell. It doesn't matter, but he's up against Wally. Mike? I'll vote for uh, Darmok. Uh, Darmok on the river with... Uh, I can't remember the name, but I'll vote for him anyway. I'll vote for Darmok. Um... I'll vote for Darmok in the conservatory with the candlestick. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, Darmok <laughs> was it got met by uh, Picard on a planet, and he didn't speak English. Oh, and look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, there's that too. Uh, my vote goes. Can we get a spelling on that? What a spelling on what? D-A-R-M-O-K. Okay. Is it okay or is it A-K? Either way. Whatever. Forty-seven. Get up my memory alpha. Yeah. I'm on Memory Alpha. But anyway, I'm going to vote for Wally, but it doesn't matter. My vote doesn't count. Wally is way better. He doesn't talk at all. He only says like three words. I love Wally. But you guys chose an alien. And the aliens are back tied with the robots again. Oh, like the cartoon robot Wally? Having this fight? Yes, yes we are. And I'm supposed to get like really impassioned? You don't have to. Okay. What's your name, by the way? Oh, Ari. Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you, Ari. I'm Damon. Uh, Yes, uh, next fight. I did this like two seconds later. This is awesome. I'm here with Jamal Eigel and Ari. Ari Kaplan. Ari Kaplan. Uh, We're going to be doing our next fight. The next fight is Admiral Akbar. It's a trap! Versus the Ed 209. And uh, Jamal. Yes. All right, listen. He didn't get to be Admiral Akbar by being an idiot. All right? Admiral Akbar all the way. A vote for Admiral Akbar. Ari. Well, it is true that Admiral Akbar, like Jamal mentioned, is, is an admiral, and he, therefore he is a soldier, and perhaps Ed 209 would only follow orders from, you know, his commanding officer. Admiral Akbar is obviously of a higher rank. But come on, seriously? Seriously? With, like, with like one, one little step, you know, Ed 209 would turn Admiral Akbar into so much no, wait, interplanetary goo. Hold on, hold on. You know? Akbar has the entire rebel army on his side. He's got motherfuckers with blasters and lightsabers. We're not talking about Admiral Akbar plus the entire rebel army. We are only talking about Admiral Akbar. Am I correct? He, he is a career military man. I'm sure that he can take down Ed 209 without a problem. He's got he's got history dealer droids. I never got the sense that he was the smartest career military man. Oh, come man. on! He knew it was a trap before anybody else did! <laughs> he did know it was a trap, but also he's got eyes on either side of his head. <laughs> maybe his peripheral vision isn't very good. He can see a trap coming, you know, miles away, but maybe Listen, not when Admiral it's right. Admiral Akbar being wall-eyed had no effect on his military career. Alright, it's all tied up. It's coming down to me. And... Admiral Akbar, if I'm not mistaken, can walk up and downstairs. Ed 209 <laughs> cannot. That is true. Admiral Akbar gets a point for me. Alien. We're going to do uh, this. Here, we should give you a card, actually, so you can get a card. might be added to the card. Oh, you 
<laughs> it's all right. We're not what you call. I give you someone else's card. I let's see. Kabam. Kabam. James Ashby. That's right. And Zach Weiner. Weiner. Are you sure? Weiner. Yeah, sorry about that. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Kabam. Yes, we made up fake names like COO. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's not fake. Oh no, I am the I am the chief operations officer and the host of Geek Fights. That's all it takes. <laughs> oh, here was my oh, the microphone's on this end. I never know how to use this. Yeah. Uh, right now, I am with Zach Weiner. Hey. And James Ashby. James Ashby. We're gonna be doing another fight. Uh, this one is Commander Wharf versus the T-800. And uh, I'm going to start this one off. It's got to be the T-800 because the T-800 is not a Klingon. And as everybody knows, Commander Wharf cannot beat anybody but Klingons if we're talking TNG Wharf. Yeah, I have to agree because Wharf has honor, which will be a weakness. Ooh, honor is a weakness. I disagree. Yeah. Honor is a strength. <laughs> Plus, he has that like curvy blade thing. Boom in your you know face. What's what's it called? Well, what's it's called? called a batleth. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I know what it's called. So, two votes for Worf. One vote for the T eight hundred. Oh wait, no, it's two votes for the T eight hundred. Yeah, one vote for reward. I will prevail. No, unfortunately. <laughs> Much like the Klingon, he's going down because he's of go- his honor. Exactly. <laughs> honor is for, for sissies. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. What size do you have the shirt on? Uh, I'm here with Mr. AJ Sink and... Amanda Lanyon-Lesage from TheModernDayPirates.com. Cool beans. We're going to do another fight right now. AJ, this one is yours. It is the Doctor versus Optimus Prime. Oh, hell. Oh, man, that is rough. But uh, you know what? I'm all about the Doctor. The Doctor's got it. I mean, Optimus Prime is great, but the Doctor saves nations, saves universes, defeats race upon race of aliens. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. A vote for the Doctor. Um, I love the Doctor. The Doctor has won a ton of stuff on our show. Uh, Transformers never gets any love. Never. And that's because of the movies. And Michael and Mike aren't here right now. So, to hell with them. I cried when Optimus Prime died. I cried. I cried for a very long time. I was pissed at Rodimus Prime and the other guy that was played by, what is his name, Roger Stack or whatever his name is. Hell with him. I love Optimus Prime. My vote goes to Optimus. It's all tied up. Coming down to you. Oh, see, this is a tough one. And my vote... Well, my vote's going to go to the Doctor, and here's why. Because while Optimus Prime is, you know, huge and powerful and fantastic in his own way, and I love robots and I love Transformers, but the Doctor, here's what he would do with Optimus Prime. He would logic with him. He would he would reason with him, and there would be, he would get the look on his face. And I'm picturing in my mind the David Tennant Doctor, where he would get this look on his face, and he would say, no, no, here's why you do what you do. And he would tell him why he does what he does, and then Optimus Prime would just fall apart into a million pieces, and everyone would be okay. All right. The Doctor takes a win. Aliens get another point. All right, here we go. We're back with Chris again. We've got Barb with Barb and Brooke. And we're going to do this fight right now. It is Super Scrawl versus Astro Boy. Chris, take the lead on this one. 
Okay, so Super Scroll's got all the powers of the Fantastic Four, and he's awesome, and Astro Boy is Japanese, and I mean, it, it's good, it originated everything, and I'm going to go with Super Scroll, because it's Super Scroll. Uh, vote, uh, vote for Super Scroll. Book! No, what is this a fight in between them? In strength, if looks, like. if it's in looks, Astro Boy's going to win, because he's just adorable looking. All right. A vote for Astro Boy. It is all tied up. And coming down to you, Barb, who do you got? This is a tough choice because uh, Super Scroll has was in that one comic. What was it called? Which one? The uh, Galactic Space. Oh, Annihilation. Annihilation. He was in Annihilation. Annihilation, those oversized hardcovers. It's the only Marvel book that I, I own that came out in the last 10 years. So, really well written. Excellent stories. Astro Boy, kind of insipid. But Astro Boy makes a way better vinyl toy. And I collect vinyl. So I'm going to go Astro Boy. Going Astro Boy, robots get a point. Thanks a lot, guys. See, that's exactly how a geek fight works. How you doing, Scott? Good. How you doing, man? I'm all right. Good to see you. You Good too. To see you. Uh, let's see. I've only got three questions. Well, yeah, three questions for you. Okay. Really quick and easy questions. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> I'm here with Scott Snyder, uh, writer of American Vampire and Detective Comics. Got one question for you about American Vampire. Skinner Sweet. Is it going to stay a period piece, or are you going to bring him into the future? Is it going to end up being in 2011? Oh, we absolutely have plans to bring him up to contemporary times. Absolutely. Uh, so... He is a product of his time, but he is, wherever he goes, the wet wild west follows, and we really want to see him now. So it, he will eventually make it here, unless he dies. <laughs> but in my, my vision for him right now really is to bring all of it up to contemporary uh, 2011. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, now, with Detective Comics, now this might be a long answer for you. If you were writing Bruce Wayne, what would you be doing differently in the book than with Dick? Well, the whole story would be different because I feel like this was really about Dick being challenged by Gotham in the ways that Bruce has already been uh, challenged, meaning it's already produced his rogues gallery. It's already produced his worst nightmares. It doesn't mean that it can't produce new nightmares for him in new ways, but Dick doesn't have a kind of rogues gallery or a, a sort of set of nightmarish adventures, I think, in Gotham that really reflect his own strengths and weaknesses. So it's hard to say because if I was doing Bruce, I would have built an entirely different story, you know? So um, I do hope to get to write Bruce soon, and I'm very excited about that possibility, and I'm really excited to see what Gotham does to him. But it would just be, yeah, it'd be a whole different thing. All right. And last question. Signature geek fight here. This is Here's the geek fight. Okay. It is the blob from the blob versus any blob you want okay. versus Red Tornado. Who wins? Oh, I would have to say... Red Tornado, man, because Red Tornado, all he has to do is just create a tornado and the blob gets thrown up into space, and they froze the blob. So if he creates a tornado that's cold enough, meaning like the wind goes fast enough, he could freeze it and shatter it, capture it, get it out of there. All right, thanks a lot, Scott. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks, and thanks to Geek Fights. You guys are great. Thanks. Sure. I'll see you later on. Yeah, okay, cool, man. Thanks, I'll be around. I'm sure we'll see you at the thing. Yeah, thank you very much. And we are back. Yet another fight. This one is Superman versus V'ger. We've got Paul and Mike with us. But we also have... Andrew Lyon. 
and AJ Pinto. And uh, here we go. We're going to start off with Mr. Paul's story. Paul, who do you have? Superman versus Feature. Superman. It's really simple. Superman is super fast, super strong. He's got the the the, the heat vision. He could take out Viger nine ways from Sunday. Uh, vote for Superman, Mike. Uh, Superman is uh, one of one of the most beloved characters in all fiction, and Viger was the bad guy that wasn't bad, and probably the weakest of the original Star Trek movies. So I'll vote for Superman. And I just think the fact that Paul, who hates Superman, voted for Superman over V'ger just shows you how V'ger just doesn't have a chance. Um, V'ger, fuck Superman. Andrew. Um, Superman, because he can uh, melt metal with his eyes, so no ro- robot's going to stand a chance. And uh, he can basically fuck you up just with his breath. But he was raised by parents that were from the United States of America. And raise him as a good Christian young man. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> Another vote for Superman. And AJ. I mean, look at my shirt. What do you think I'm going to say? Superman. Viger was completely uninteresting, boring, one of the most anticlimactic characters to ever appear in a movie, if you can even call it that. And then you have Superman, who's just got dense layers of personality. I Not even bringing power and ability into it. Superman, all the way. He's Super- right. Superman is dense. Superman dominated this round. Aliens get another point. Aliens are up by one right now. Awesome. Damn, new button. All right, we're here with Jeremy and Tess. Do you want to be Jay? Because I can fake shit, bitch. I apologize. Hang on a sec. We are here with fake shimp. And Jess, Jess, Tess, sorry, folks, I not that much, I'm wasted, I am wasted out of my mind, but we are recording our next flight night now, it is Mathazar from Galaxy Quest, versus Johnny Five from Short Circuit, Tess, who you got? It's gotta be Johnny Five, Steve Gutenberg, that's all you need. Steve Gutenberg, really? Yeah, he was in the movie. Oh, okay. I, I know he was in the movie. All right, all right. It, I love Mathazar. I love both characters a lot. They are great. Mathazar, though, was on Just Shoot Me, and that had David Spade and uh, Brian Posehn, both of which I used to think were awesome. Brian Posehn I still think is awesome. So I'm going to go with Mathazar. It is all tied up. And coming up, uh, coming down to you, the Fink Chef. Well, Damon, I do believe uh, Jess, Tess, what was it again? Tess. Tess is correct in this matter. I have to say, you did use the words, just shoot me, and then actors and such that have been on a show called Just Shoot Me, when all we really have to do is say, Gutenberg. Or more importantly, Johnny motherfucking Five. I mean, have you seen it? Because if had you actually seen it, we wouldn't be even having this conversations. And I understand that you said we have to have this logic about this geek fight. You said Gutenberg. That's not logic. Because you don't need logic when it's fucking Johnny Five against, I don't even want Galaxy Quest. Who the fuck watches Galaxy? I mean, I've seen it. It's funny. Whatever. I don't remember any Does Mathazar have his own music video? No, he does not. 
I'm sure that music video Johnny Five had was terrible. I'm still going with Johnny Five. And Johnny Five gets a point. Johnny Five gets a point for robots. I'm wasted. Good but night. seriously, who the fuck is that other robot? Wait, Matt. I'm here with Matt and Andrew. I am drunk as fuck. Here we go, doing another fight. It's one in the morning. Uh, it's going to be Yoda versus the Lord. Andrew. Um, Yoda, because he's a midget with a lightsaber. A vote for Yoda. And I misspoke, it was the Borg Queen, but they're about the same thing. Um, and if it's just the Borg Queen and not the whole collective, you're goddamn right. Yoda has a goddamn lightsaber. He's the fucking shit. I love Yoda. So my vote goes Yoda. Is it a clean sweep, Matt? Yeah, I agree. Matt agrees. Clean sweep. Yoda for the win. Aliens get yet another point. I think it's tied up again. Wow, this shit keeps tying up. This is good. I have obviously lost my voice. I'm here with Mike. Uh, tell a quick convention story of this particular con. Uh, we just got out of the Bleeding Cool Awards. Uh, both of us had to use the restroom. We walk in. There's only two urinals. One guy's at it. Mike walks up. So I had to wait. And another guy walks walks up right next to me. And he's standing there. We're both waiting. And the uh, first guy that's on the urinal gets off the urinal and starts to walk away. And at that very moment, what runs through my head is, Oh, dude, don't worry about it. I'm just watching. You go ahead. I wanted to say that. I, of course, didn't because saying that to a stranger in a public restroom can have, uh, what would you call that, Mike? Legal consequences? Uh, I don't know about legal. Well, he could have been underage. He, he was a minor. He, he could have been a minor. Nice write-up. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's one story from this con. Hopefully we get a couple more on, and uh, probably Marty's story, which... We're going to do a Marty story. You guys got to hear about Marty. It doesn't matter. Day three. Lost my voice. Moving on. Next fight is Dr. Zoidberg versus Bishop from Alien. Who you got? I go with Bishop. Why do you go with Bishop? No particular reason. I just think he's better equipped for it. Bishop wins. Zoidborg loses. That sucks. So, I, I, I'm looking at your comic here. Can I has Empire? I didn't even read the cover. That's so awesome. The New Adventures of Queen Victoria uh, by Pap. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Pap. Sun Genis. Sun Genis. Uh, if you see it, pick it up. It's awesome. Wow. We are not amusing. This is really awesome. Anyway, robots get a point. They are up by one. There are two fights to go. And, uh, well, we'll decide the winner. Awesome. I am here with Jason Burroughs, artist of great books like Crossed, Neonomicon, more, more, more stuff that you should go and buy. And then come to conventions and hang out with him because he's really cool. But we're doing another fight. Robots vs. Alien. This is Ford Prefect versus Gort from the day the Earth stood still. Which one do you have? Now, what was the first one you said? Ford Prefect. Hmm. Hmm. 
Well, you know, you're talking technology against technology because if it was, you know, a robot versus a little, you know, gray alien, it's just a squat little bastard. You could just crush them. They're just mushy, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, hmm, that is a tough one, actually. I would have to go with, uh, from the, uh, the uh, sorry, from the day the earth stood still. You know, he's just a big, intimidating, scary, one-eyed, laser-blasting, mean bastard. And, yeah, he could probably destroy just about any alien. All right. You heard it. Here, Gort takes the win. Ford Prefect forgot his towel. Oh, well. (laughs) Thanks. Nice. Thank you. And now, here's a different one. Because I gave you one button before, but this is a different button. This is the I Joined the Legion of Geeks button. Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, also known as C2E2. March 18th through 20th. McCormick Place in downtown Chicago. Graphic novels, comics, games. C2E2, C2E2. C2E2 is awesome. C2E2.com. Movies. TV. Cosplay. We are at C2E2 in Chicago. Meet me there, please. And the winner is Robots. Uh, as you can probably tell at the end of that, my voice was dying. And uh, it's a week later, and now my voice is dying again because it's because I have a cold, which is funny. But I'd like to thank everybody that was on the show. Uh, and does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? I say that with nobody around, but there's actually a few people who did, did want to plug things. Uh, Amanda uh, has the moderndaypirates.com. And her podcast, Do Nothing But Read. So if you're on the internet, check that out. Uh, if you'd like to meet Jamal Igle, and honestly, Jamal Igle was awesome. He's great. Jamal is the best. You really should try and meet him if you can. Uh, he will be at the Albany Comic Con on April 17th and at Acme Comics in Greensboro, North Carolina for Free Comic Book Day, which is Saturday, May 7th. Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else do we have here? Uh, Ari. Ari Kaplan. Ari Kaplan has done a ton of stuff. He's actually, you hear him talking with uh, Jamal in that fight. Uh, He's written two books uh, that are out now from Grosset and Dunlop, uh, the Disney Penguin Club, uh, Shadow Guy, and Gamma Gal, Heroes Unite. And uh, let's see, the graphic novel set in the world of Club... Penguin MMO, uh, the MMO. Uh, let's see, and it, and the Penguins of Madagascar, Penguins on a Mission. That's a comic reader. Uh, he wrote the dialogue uh, for House MD, uh, the the video game based on the TV show. I didn't know it had a video game. That's kind of weird. And he's uh, currently writing the story and dialogue for an upcoming video game, Disaster Hero. Uh, both of those are from Legacy Interactive. And uh, let's see, he's also written a, an award-winning nonfiction book from Krakatau to Krypton, Jews and Comic Books, uh, which is out now from Jewish Publication Society. He has a ton of upcoming speaking engagements all over the world. Uh, you can check him out at www.arikaplan.com and www.krakatautokrypton.com. Uh, we'll we'll have all of this on the website, too. Yeah, if you check there, you'll be able to hang out with him and meet him. He's a really cool guy. Talks a lot. Uh, Let's see. 
Is there anything else we, we need to thank, Mike? Um, I oh, think that's right. <laughs> there is one more person I need to thank. Lance Finsterman. Uh, I didn't know who he was. I was playing rock band uh, the first day at like 9 in the morning. It was fun just sitting there playing rock band. And this lanky guy comes up. He's like, hey, can I play? And like, yeah, come on. He's like, hi, I'm Lance. And uh, we played rock band for a good half hour, hour. It was fun. He had to go. Uh, later on that night, I, I see him on the stage uh, while we're watching uh, Comedy Death Ray. And uh, it, it's the guy who's running the shows. He runs most of the major shows. And he's a really cool guy. I'd like to thank him personally. And I did thank him personally for just an awesome show. Hopefully we get to go to New York Comic Con. But I know we're definitely coming back to C2E2 next year. Yeah, we had a we had a fantastic time, um, and uh, you know we met a lot of new people. Hopefully, some of you listening are people who we met at the con. And uh, if so, uh, you know you've you've been on before. You've you've met us. You, you've heard the the way that we do this. Uh, let us know, and we'll we'll get you on the show. And let us know that that uh, you met us at the con. Um, oh. If you if you heard the last two episodes, you see that uh, it, it actually is a lot of fun hanging out at the con. So. Uh, if you are at one in the future uh, that we're going to be at, and hopefully we're going to be at a few in the near future, then uh, let us know. We'd love to to meet you and hang out with you. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, Steve from this episode, he uh, he's going to be on uh, later on this month. or Well, I guess it is this month because it's April. But yeah, later on this month, he'll be on, and uh, it'll be great, unless it's not... I guess it was his first convention. He'd never been. He had a ball. So he's going to be on. Uh, Mike? Yeah, and uh, we hung out with uh, with AJ, uh, who, who was one of the, the Legion of Geeks, and uh, he had a great time. We recorded last week's episode live, and, uh, well, we saw how that turned out. <laughs> but uh, and you, you didn't hear half of it. <laughs> yeah. You um, did not. Wow. So yeah, just one of, of many, many stories uh, about this trip, and uh, nothing worse than our, our ride back. <laughs> oh God, that train! And and for those of you that meet me and have talked to me in person, you think my voice is the exact same voice. Uh, it's not really. It's slightly different when I when I do the show, and I completely lost my voice by the end of the trip. It was completely gone. I could only whisper on the train, and you could hear it in the last few geek fights uh, on this episode. Well, I, I know, but I, I, there were there was some crazy shit that went down on our train ride home. The longest train ride I've ever been on, but I've only ridden a train four times, so I, I guess it's like not really safe. Ten hours, I think. It was something ridiculous like that. Yeah. We got in at 4 in the morning? Yeah, we left at 6, got in at 4. That's 10 hours. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Tess and the Chris Brown left a few hours after us and got home at least an hour before us. So that, that's how long it took because they were driving, we were riding the train. Uh, let's see, where does it start? It starts with the delay, right? About a, about a half an hour after we leave, uh, dead stop for over an hour. As a matter of fact, it, it was even worse than that because I don't think we had even left Chicago yet. I think we were still in Chicago on the train, not going because, if I'm not mistaken, a signal was out on, on, the, on a bridge. On a bridge, and and 
there was nothing wrong with it. They could see, but it was one of those scenarios where it's a train, and if somebody's coming, you can't see it. There's no stopping. You're you're going to die. And within five within five to ten minutes of us being delayed, uh, the crazy woman behind us starts talking shit. Mike, um, was this before the kid puked? <laughs> This was before the kid. Oh, I actually, uh, I, I didn't know what you, I didn't know she was talking shit. I had my headphones on. Oh, you didn't realize that she was talking shit before that? Yes. No. So Honestly, del- this is the first time hearing it. Uh, we were delayed only a few minutes, and she starts going off about, I want my money back. I can't believe we're being delayed, blah, blah, blah. But it's a train. Trains are almost always delayed, especially the train from Detroit to Chicago. And she's going off going crazy. And I decide to get up and go and get some snacks. And I'm up in the snack car. And this woman comes up and she's asking for uh, <laughs> for napkins, something to clean up this puke. Because the little girl is puked. And, and the, the uh, what do you call these people? The stewards, the porters, they, they, were, they were like, uh, we, we don't. We don't really have anything for that. Uh, people don't puke on trains. We don't go that fast. It's nothing crazy. What the fuck is it? What's wrong with your kid? And apparently somebody had given her, and she's got allergies, food allergies, and somebody had given her food that wasn't from her, her, her food bag, and you know her, her safe food bag. They were like, oh, it should be fine, and they gave it to her. And she, uh, she ended up puking. Uh, getting really sick, they had to hit her with a what do you call those things, Mike? Uh, yeah, epipens. Yeah, the epipen. Which at the time I did, I thought epipens are you know oh you hit the epipen because you watch it on TV it's a it's an epipen it cures you you're fine. No, an epipen does not cure you. Uh, those of you that know epipens are just to stabilize you so you can get emergency assistance, and that's what happened. We after the delay uh, of about an hour, the train starts going again, and uh, we stop at a just a normal crossing station, you know, where where street crossing, and you look out the window and there's an ambulance there, and they like wheel this little girl out, and you know, doing you know what they do when you wheel a little girl out on an ambulance, and that poor little girl, I feel so bad for her because she puked. Uh, she was feeling really bad, and the woman who was complaining continued to complain, complained about the little girl puking, and uh, basically blamed the little girl when it wasn't really even her fault. Because she was like eight or nine. She was really young. She was crying and sad about it. So there was that part. Uh, what happened next, Mike? Uh, well, then there were a, a large series of delays and stops. Uh, at one point, one town we were passing through uh, had all of the signal lights out, so we had to go really, really slow through the entire town, like 20 miles an hour. Um, and there were a lot of delays, and uh, at one point we had to stop because a maintenance sensor went out, so they had to do a visual inspection on uh, whatever it is that sensor was sensing to make sure that it was okay, which I believe uh, turned out to be the brakes, so I'm glad they made sure they were okay. 
Although, how do you stop to check if your brakes are okay? Because if they're not okay, you can't stop. I th- I think you just stop. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, there were t- uh, technical problems, and then came the other crazy lady. Ah, uh, my favorite crazy lady. So when you're on a train, you can't smoke. You can only smoke when they have the designated stops where you can smoke, which is once every couple, you know, like hour, hour and a half, you get to stop and smoke. And uh, this woman, they were stopped at a stop, and this woman comes screaming past us, going really fast, really fast. She's like, "Why? how do I get out of the train? How do I get out of the train? How do I get out of the train? And she gets up to the area where you can get out, and they're like, nope, we're leaving. You can't smoke. And she's like, fuck you, I'm smoking. And she lights up in the little corridor in between cars. And they're like, "Uh, if you start smoking, we're going to stop the train and kick you off. And she stops smoking, and she starts crying and kicking doors and chairs. Crying because she can't smoke. swearing, fuck you, you motherfucking fucker. (laughs) Oh, that shit was so great. It was... Balling her eyes out, screaming, insane. It was the highlight of the trip because it was a horrible train ride. A horrible train ride. But to see a grown woman, and I'm not talking about like a 20-some or, you know, even like an 18, 19-year-old woman. I'm, she had to be late to mid-40s, sorry, late 30s to mid-40s. And she was bawling her eyes out. And she was just throwing the biggest temper tantrum in the world. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It almost made the trip. And then we we started going again. And, and oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. Uh, it was still early in, in the evening. And throughout the night, they were calling over the loudspeaker, now approaching this station. And we're getting close to Jackson, Michigan. And they don't say anything. And we stop, and then we pass Jackson, and we keep going. The next stop is Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is about an hour away by train, an hour and a half by car. It's it's a ways. And they start walking through the car, and they're like, yep, next stop, Ann Arbor. And that's what they started doing because it was late, and they didn't want to wake people up with the loudspeaker. And this one girl starts going, oh, my God. What do you what, – wait, what do you mean? Ann Arbor, I was supposed to get off of Jackson. Why didn't anybody make an announcement for Jackson? And she's crying and bawling. And she calls. It's, I think it's 1 in the morning at that time, 12 o'clock, 1 in the morning. And she's calling her friends, trying to get somebody to pick her up from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I, I'm assuming she got somebody, but she got off the train in Ann Arbor. I was like, wow, what a fucked up trip for her. Uh, and I think that was about all, other than when we got to Detroit and and we don't actually live in Detroit proper we're really close I'm I'm walking distance Mike is a little bit farther away and we got to the Detroit stop which is really close to where we live and we didn't get off the train because well we were supposed to get off at Royal Oak and uh, it's the next stop and we get off we, we're sitting on the train the train starts moving away from the station we're like 10 minutes. We'll be there in 10 minutes. Everything will be great. We'll get off the train. It's 4 in the morning. I'll get to go home. Fuck this shit. It's horrible. And the train stops for about 5 to 10 minutes, just after the Detroit stop. They never explain why. They don't They don't say a freight train, nothing. It just stops 5, 10 minutes, and I'm like, not another fucking delay. Not here. Not right at the end of the trip. We're the last people to get off the train. 
why are they doing this to us? And then the train started moving, and we got off in Royal Oak, and everything else was fine. Yeah, and I, I do actually want to thank your dad for picking us up. Yeah. That was uh, quite quite awesome to uh, to get us at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, we really kind of lucked out there that he was able to. Oh, he had shit else to do. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to your dad because he drives uh-uh. there and back. And, you know, um, while that train ride back was the the worst train ride I've ever had, it was not really the worst and certainly not the strangest con trip we've ever had. Uh, no. It, Marty. That would Marty. probably be the strangest. Uh, yeah. So Marty will probably never be on the show. Maybe he will. I don't know. Uh, Marty is a weird, weird guy. Uh, and he used to be much crazier in his old days, in, in the old days, 10, 15 years ago. Now he's much, much more mellow. And, uh, Pete, who hopefully will be on the show, not the Pete Ufer, not Pete Lucas, but Pete Trudgeon, uh, hopefully he'll be on. He said, my friend Marty is coming to the con with us. And we're like, okay, cool. We always, we always go with four. That's, that's, that's the tradition. Four of us hop in a car, we drive to Chicago, go, go do the stuff, and then drive back on Sunday evening. But, uh, I'd never met Marty. I think Mike, you knew Marty, but oh, I, I had like, known Marty for a few years. Um, I was not uh, close friends with him, um, but uh, we had hung out before. And uh, I don't know if we'd ever gone to a con before, but I certainly had uh, hung out with him plenty of times. All right, so uh, let's see where where to start. Uh, was it, it? It was a Bartles and James jug of wine. That's what uh, the first thing Marty ever handed me. I was in the back seat of the car. Or was I in the front? No, I was in the front seat. You were in the front, but we were loading up his stuff. And, uh, well, when he called, he he had to work before we picked him up. And uh, he called and said, hey, is it fine if uh, if I just have a, a beer on the way? Just take the edge off, and I figured, all right, you know, one beer you can hide that in the back seat, not too bad. And uh, it wasn't a beer; it was a jug of wine, and not a bottle, a jug. We're very specific about this. It was a jug, a rather large jug, and it was half full. It was half full because while he was waiting for us, he drank the other half, and Marty was drunk. He was stinking drunk, but it was like, okay, whatever, dude. I've never. Never met the guy before, and this is how I meet him. And he's drunk, and we start going. And uh, I'm trying to remember what happens first. I don't remember, Mike. Well, first is when we stopped for lunch. Was that McDonald's? That was well. First, it was the we, the uh, liquor store because That's right. he had finished the wine. Yes, uh, within a, what an hour into the trip, probably he, a little bit more over an hour. But yeah, he finished the other half, and and. Decided that he needed some more booze. This time, hard liquor. Yeah, <laughs> awesome hard liquor. And, 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 and he bought a newspaper. And a newspaper. Let's not forget the newspaper. And we go to McDonald's, and uh, uh, everybody gets something to eat. And he goes into the bathroom, and he comes out, 
And if I'm not, is that when he started going crazy about, the, well, in the bathroom, he takes his orange juice and pours the vodka that he bought into the orange juice that he bought. So he, he's nice and toasty. And is it inside the McDonald's where he starts complaining about the newspaper or is it yeah, at the car? He sits down at the table and goes to get the entertainment section and it's gone. And he flips out about how horrible people are these days, stealing an entertainment section out of a newspaper, screwing him out of it, uh, blah, 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 people are horrible, people are dishonest, and, you know, just the whole nine yards of that. And then we go back to the, well, we we head back to the car, and <laughs> he stops and says, oh, I left the vodka in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And he goes back, and while he's getting the vodka, we look in the back seat, and the entertainment section of the newspaper is sitting there. <laughs> yes. And when he comes back, we show it to him. He's like, "Oh, that's where it was." Yeah, it was. That was quite awesome. <laughs> and then he, uh, and we we continue on. We're still in Michigan. We're still well. Uh, for those of you that have never driven from Detroit, Chicago, which I'm assuming is most of you. Uh, the trip to Detroit, Chicago takes four to five hours, depending on how fast you're going, and almost all of it is in Michigan, because you drive from one side of the Michigan to the other. Once you hit Indiana, you've only got like an hour left of the trip before you hit Chicago. It's it's that close to Michigan. But we're, we're, we're driving again, driving some more, and uh, Pete is a chain smoker. He smokes a lot of cigarettes, a lot of cigarettes. And uh, he's smoking in the car, smoking in the back seat, window cracked, you know, ashing out the window. And Marty asks, hey, Mike, you mind if I smoke? And Mike says, sure, no problem. And I turn back and look, and I say to Mike, I don't think he means cigarettes. Marty has taken out a bag of weed and started to roll a joint. We have an open container of liquor in the car. Well, two open containers of liquor in the car, uh, uh, a bag of weed, and he's rolling a joint to start smoking it. And uh, Mike, of course, puts the kibosh on that. Um, What what happens next, Mike? Well, that, uh, I think after that is the butterfly. No, no, the butterfly is just outside of Chicago. Okay, well then the next would be we just, just across the Michigan-Indiana border, there's like yes. a little welcome, we welcome to Illinois thing. No, welcome to Indiana. Indiana. And uh, we stop there because uh, Pete has to go to the bathroom. No, 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 no. Pete doesn't have to go to the bathroom. Pete ate at McDonald's, and McDonald's caught up with him. <laughs> I was, Everybody say, knows I was saying it nicely. I know you were saying it nicely, but, but that's not why we stopped. Because if he had to pee, we would have just stopped on the side of the road. He had to take a dump. So we went to a rest stop. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Marty takes this opportunity to uh, to smoke the joint. First of all, now that he can, you know, walk away from the car, and he and Pete walk out into the woods surrounding this this little rest stop area. Uh, apparently, like walking through the mud, with uh, Marty kind of ranting about, you know, in a couple of years this will all be gone. It'll all be paved over. It'll all be, you know, shopping centers and parking lots, and all of the nature will be gone. Uh, while proceeding to get really, really high. 
really high and uh, and and covered in mud <laughs> and covered in mud nice which shoes. is a, which is an important part of this story uh, the mud so we, we continue on uh, and now that Marty has had a shit ton of alcohol he needs to pee a lot so he pees in the woods uh, we start driving again he needs to stop and we stop on the side of the road so he can pee and he starts to pee and this is when he starts to chase the butterfly, Mike. And you know, we're just we're just sitting in the car, and nobody's really looking back at him because you know, you give the man some privacy. He might be pissing on the side of the road, but you know, nobody wants to see his dick. So we're we're, we're sitting there, we're waiting, and uh, I turn and look back, and I see him chasing a butterfly, and then he runs past the car, and then runs back, and. I, I think it was like, what are you doing? Was it me or was it Pete that tells, tells him to get back in the car? Do you I, remember? I think it was Pete. Yeah. Well, I remember we were sitting there and we were going, wow, is Marty, is Marty still peeing? <laughs> and that's when you look up and went, nope, now he's chasing a butterfly. <laughs> and he just runs by the car chasing a butterfly. Yeah, just, it just runs by. But we, we corral him, get him back in the car, and he passes out at this point. So... He's kind of out of it. I mean, he's in and out of consciousness, but he's kind of out of it. And we uh, we need to stop for gas. We just ro- no. We're, we're approaching Chicago. I thought we were in Chicago. No, on the we, south we're, side. we're approaching it at this first. Okay. And Marty, we thought was completely out, but then he just very he sort of wakes up and says, uh, "Mike, pull over." And I remember just thinking, well, you know, we're really close. We're we're right. We're we're getting to Chicago. We just got to get through Chicago, and then we'll be out at the airport. We'll be fine. So can you can you just wait? And all he says is, "Mike, pull over." And I thought he was going to puke. So I that's when we get into Chicago, and immediately find a gas station. And. Uh it was an awesome gas station. I'm pretty sure it was the south side of Chicago. I don't know exactly where. I, I do remember somebody offering us what, Mike? Uh, porno VHSs. Yeah, they they knew their they knew who knew us. They spotted us from a mile away and was like, "Hey, man, want some porn?" Of course, you know we were going to buy plenty of porn at the convention, so we we turned them down. And this wasn't good stuff. No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. But. Marty gets out of the car to go pee, and we think he's going to go into the gas station and ask the attendant for the key and go inside the bathroom there. And then we look up, and he's pissing on the side of the wall. Broad daylight, pissing on the side of the gas station wall, and then he passes out up against the wall. For a good long while, too. It was like, I think he's passed out. Long enough for us to be like, well, who shit, who's going to go get him? And then... He snaps back into it, he gets up, and he walks back into the car, gets back in, lays back down. And uh, where, where's the point where... No, that doesn't happen yet. But we drive the rest of the way up, and... Uh, <laughs> He's completely out. Completely. Just gone. That was it. That was the last bit of consciousness for Marty for a while. At least we thought it was going to be. We we arrive at the hotel, we get in... Uh, we we drive and put uh, get into a parking space, and um, Marty's still out. Yeah, we try to wake him up to to get him in, and he's he's not he's not responding at all. He's uh, his his head is actually kind of 
he's sprawled out, taking over the entire back seat because Pete, uh, you know, got up to get his stuff out. And we can't even entirely close the door because his head's sort of sticking out too far. And we just kind of push the door closed and squat his head and nothing, no response whatsoever. And uh, he's in the back seat. He's been in the back seat the whole trip. Uh, we're like, okay, well, fuck it. We're, we're just going to have to go inside, get our room key, and somehow sneak him into a hotel room, thinking that they would actually kick us out or do something to us. I, I now know that they don't give a fuck that if, if one of your guests is wasted going to the room. But we go down, we, we, we do that, we, get our, we come back up to the car, ready to get Marty, and we look into the backseat of the car, and Marty's gone, and we're like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, wait, what? And there, a parking spot over on the ground in an oil slick, is Marty passed out on the ground. Marty somehow crawled out of the backseat of the car, into the front seat, opened the door, locked it behind him, and then closed it and passed out next to the car. Yeah, he crawled out of the car. And we know he crawled out through the front seat because there are uh, footprints on the inside um, passenger door of the of the car. So he kind of had his feet up as he was trying to squeeze his way out. And he got out and actually did manage to lock the door again and then passed out completely on the floor. And then we're, we're, we're really embarrassed at this point. We, we grab Marty. We pick him up. I'm on one side. Damon's on the other. His arms are draped around us. We're basically dragging him in. And uh, Pete is grabbing the door. And we're going to take him in the back way so nobody can see. And uh, there's just a little bit of a curb. And neither Mike or I can actually lift him. So we were going to lift his legs up because he was somewhat supporting himself, but he was just, he was gone. We probably should have taken him to a hospital. That's how bad he was. And we were actually pretending like, man, you really took a, fall, a, a bad fall. You hit your head. Are you okay? We kept saying that if anybody came up, so they would be like, oh, yeah, that guy must, you know. Yeah, we had, we had to walk by the, uh, I think, the exercise room on the way to the elevator yeah. To get to our hotel. It does not matter because the there's one thing you should never see within the first, I don't know, 10, 12 hours of meeting a guy. That's penis. Unless you're a gay dude. Because if you're a gay dude, you kind of want to see his penis and you might do things with it. Mike and I are not gay, nor did we want to see his penis. As we are bending down to lift his leg up, to help him in uh, uh, up over the curb, his penis falls out of his uh, out of his out of his pants. I don't think it fell out. I think it was there. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it fell out because we would have noticed it before that. I know he had a long shirt on. Oh, that's right. He did have a long shirt. I think I think it was just a matter of he never put it away when he was peeing. Oh, on he the wall. on the wall. But it, we we bend down. And as, as I'm lifting the leg, Mike is down there too. I look up, and in between me and Mike is his dick. Like I, I'm making eye contact with Mike. There's a dick in between us, and we both just sigh. We lift his legs up. We get him to the room. We throw him on the bed. And uh, yeah, 
what what happens after that? What is it? Eleven o'clock at night? He wakes up. It yeah. was eleven o'clock. It was eleven o'clock, and he's like, "Whoa, what time is it?" Or we like eleven. He's like, "I lost the whole day." It's like, no, it's eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, he thought, he thought we had to we had to like head over to the con. Yeah, he he was he was really out of it. We're like, no, nope, it's eleven o'clock at night. You're fine. You're fine. And we tell Pete, uh, "Dude, you got to share a bed with Marty." And what does Pete say? Pete's like, "Well, why me?" And then like, he just went, "Oh." Yes, he was the one who invited Marty on the trip. Invited Marty to on that fateful trip, which other things went horribly wrong on too. It's one of those things where me and Marty at a convention, it, well, at a convention in Chicago is a bad idea because after all of that drunken craziness, you know, we he's fine. He he's actually he actually felt really bad. He's like, I, you know, I, I feel really bad. It's the first time you're meeting me, and I was drunk the whole time. I feel really bad about that. And and he's apologized profusely for it, and I I don't really care. It's just how I think of Marty whenever I do. But uh, he didn't really drink as much the rest of the trip, and we are going to the Chicago Science Center. Is that where we're going? The, I don't our, remember where, but it was the, uh, a museum of some sort that had a Star Wars exhibit. That's exactly what was going on, and uh, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out where to go. We're looking at a map, and Marty has the bright idea, which is a very bright idea, to ask a cop. And he, we see him over there talking to a cop, and we're like, wow, Marty's talking to a cop? I think he's had something to drink, and I think he's a little high, too. Like I said, he was never as bad as when he was in the on the drive, but he was a little tipsy the whole way. And we're like, oh, okay. And he comes back. He's like, yeah, the cop says take the red line south. And we're like, cool. And we get on the train, and we're riding it, and we're riding it, and we're riding it. And, you know, white people are getting off, and black people are getting on, and white people are getting off. And there's a stop where all the other white people looked at Mike, Pete, and Marty, and were like, why aren't you getting off? They looked at him like, this is the last stop for white people. And... They just kept going, you know, and we just kept going. And we, we, it turned out we were in the, we ended up getting off the train because I think we were going the wrong way on the red line. Marty had the way wrong, and we, I don't know why we listened to him. I don't understand that. I don't, for the life of me. We get to the train stop. We're going to just hop on the train again and go back the other way. And uh, we're sitting there, and we're waiting, waiting for the train. And then Marty's like, I'll be right back. And the train comes, and Marty, Marty's gone. We're like, whoa, we can't leave Marty. Wait, where's Marty? We can't leave Marty. And we go looking for him. We're like, where's Marty? Where's Marty? And then the train leaves, and we're like, fuck. It's going to be another 40 minutes before another train comes up. And then another train is about to come in another 10 minutes, and Marty strolls back up to the platform, hamburger in hand. He's like, they've got some great burgers out there. We're like, what, what the fuck? He, he just left to go have a hamburger. No consideration for us. Didn't ask if we wanted one. And uh, we got back on the train and rode back. And that's pretty much the end of that Marty story. Yeah, yeah. There there were others. And uh, we will we will tell people about them again. But uh, that was our first kind of massive uh, con travel fuck up. Yeah, and that wasn't... Uh, Dave, you're a fucking idiot, idiot. No, that was your first con, wasn't it? No, oh, it was no. Your third con. It was my third con. Because uh, Dave Gill, who was on our first episode and one other, 
was going to cons with us. It was me, Mike, Dave, and Pete. And we would go to cons, and the first two, my first two Chicago cons were great. It was fun. Then my third one, a couple weeks before, Dave's like, I can't go. I can't afford it. So we're like, oh, man. And we end up going with Jim, who is a whole different monster. But we end up going with Jim, and uh, I, I basically go around with a video camera having people say, Dave, you're a fucking idiot. And I got quite a few people to do it. It was fun. Lots of con stories in Chicago, but that's because that's pretty much the only place we go. Well, it's it's kind of a big local show. Well, it used to be the biggest. Yeah. Damn. Until C2E2. No, not that one. It, wasn't it bigger than San Diego for a time? Chicago? Yeah. Uh, they were neck and neck. And then, I thought it might have slipped out ahead in terms of attendance. And then San Diego takes over. And honestly, I, I know I will never go to a San Diego con. Ever. I, 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 I wanted to when I lived in Vegas. I had an opportunity. But I know I will never go for one reason and one reason only. Uh, didn't the ticket sell out like last month? Isn't the con not until August? I know there are no hotel rooms. Yeah. Like, that that's ridiculous. A con should never sell out except for maybe the day of. That's just the way I feel about conventions in general. You know, it, it should never, the ticket should never be that coveted. <sighs> but. Well, eventually, uh, either they'll move it or they'll they'll build a bigger location. And, and we will bring Geek Fights to San Diego. They, they deserve it. No, they don't. Well, no, the people of San Diego deserve it. I don't know if San Diego Comic Con deserves it. They're nowhere as good as C2E2. That's a badass con. Yeah, thank you, C2E2. And uh, next year, I think we're going to have to actually try and set up in Podcast Alley. How are we going to... We are not going to be able to set up in Podcast Alley. Why not? We aren't big enough of a podcast. All you have to do is pay for it. Really? Probably. It's just like getting a table in Artist Alley. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We probably will not. Okay. Gonna... Yes, we will. Okay. But we had this year was uh, stickers, pins, and flyers. Next year, banners. We're going to host a panel. We're going to do a live geek fights panel at C two E two. That's what you think. You're buddies with Lance now. I am not buddies with Lance. <laughs> <laughs> he knows who I am. That's about it. I guess that's buddies enough. Hey, we'll offer programming. Yeah, we will. It'll be great. So anyway, that uh, that wraps up our our back to back con episodes. Uh, hope you have a good idea of what it's like going to a convention. If you haven't before, uh, you definitely should. Uh, they can be a lot of fun. Not always. Sometimes horrible things happen, and and well, we don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah, and not just comic book conventions. Whatever kind of convention is around you, if if you've got a local, you know, Farscape convention, go to it. Farscapers are fun, ish. Uh, like seriously, any kind of convention that has geekdom going on, you 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 owe it to yourself if you've never been to go to one, just to see what it's like, just to see if the rumors are true, if all the uh, what is it, the smells, like oh, they're all fat and they smell. Which is not true anymore, but it used to be. But it's still more true than it's not. 
Really? I didn't smell too many bad guys, smelly people this week. This one was, the, you know, I think part of it has to do with the time of year. Oh yeah, you're right. It, it's winter-ish. Yeah. So it was it was cold. It was so. too cold to be too stinky. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know that same show in August. But yeah, uh, if you have a chance to go to Star Trek convention, go to Star Trek convention. I'm trying to think of all. Uh, uh, go to hey. those uh, those little. Usually they're in a hotel. They're uh, put on by just small fan groups. Uh, the sci-fi conventions around here. There's Penguicon and Confusion and and. Uh, there's usually a lot of drinking and some fucking going on at those conventions. Uh, no, there's that's that's now the mo of conventions. That's what people go to do there. Did not didn't Pete Lucas meet his wife at a convention? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you might meet a girl or a guy that likes the same things that you do. Go to a convention. It's fun. Anyway, that's all. So until next week. Keep fighting the geek fight. Uh, good night. The distant future. The year 2000. The distant future. The year 2000. The distant future. The distant future. It is the distant future. The year 2000. We are robots. The world is quite different ever since the robotic uprising of the late 90s. There is no more unhappiness. Affirmative. We no longer say yes. Instead, we say affirmative. Yes, affer- uh, affirmative. Unless we know the other robot really well. There is no more unethical treatment of the elephants. Well, there's no more elephants, so... Uh, but still, it's good. There's only one kind of dance, the robot. Oh, and the robo. Oh, and the rope. Two kinds of dances. But there are no more humans. Finally, robotic beings rule the world. The humans are dead. The humans are dead. We use poisonous gases. And we poison their asses. The humans are dead. The humans are dead. The humans are dead. They look like they're dead. It had to be done. I'll just confirm that they're dead. So that we can have fun. Affirmative. I poked one, it was dead.